Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hi. Hello. Where are you calling in from, Veronica? Memphis, Tennessee. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So uh, go ahead and ask your question. So my question is, um, how do I best implement your strategies to build legacy and generational wealth for my son and the rest of my family? Love that question. And it's a big one. It's a big umbrella question. So those of you who haven't got my book, The Make Your Kids Millionaires, it is written from zero to 18 and beyond and everything that you should do given the age of your child. So I would use that as a reference guide. But to answer specifically, when you think about legacy, I think that is really, and again, all of you start writing down, you know, these answers. Uh, And as we come into the Gen W conference, we will be doing this. It'll be a very interactive doing conference where you're going to be writing at least the beginnings of your legacy. You'll be given a journal uh, when you walk in, kind of a workbook to go through. But it's like, for me, I want to be known, like as I exit this, you know, version of life, as someone who's really uh, worked on this conversation with money and changed the conversation to what real millionaires and real wealthy people, because no one is talking about it, candidly telling you the truth. And um, so for me, I want to leave a legacy of my financial literacy, my financial education, I want to leave that legacy for not only 2.3 generations, but for lifetimes after that. So what does that require? Well, that requires my kids to to first buy into this, right? And I think for a lot of you, you're not having family meetings. So the Gen W conference, we were going to teach you how to have a family meeting. We're like, what are the questions? How do you engage this conversation? So not only is what is the legacy, right? So legacy is what people are going to be, you know, you're going to be known for, or your family will be known for after you've, you know, walked off the planet. But this, the beginning steps of that are with your initial children. So the way that I did that, I talk about it in the book, Kyle talks about it, is I had my kids involved in being on entrepreneurs, you know, really, really young. They both started companies, so, you know, they had little, you know, side businesses and little side hustles. And I'm talking little stuff, like a little smoothie business to I think Tristan's her first one they're still around the offices this little paper wallet she used to build so you've got to get your kids involved and excited because if your kids are not financially literate and those of you listening out there if you're about to inherit money and welcome oh thank god you're here because you can get financially you know literate and understanding what's coming to you and how it's coming to you but for you Veronica it's setting up what do you want for you your son and your family like are they all going to get it? Is it just going to be your son to get it? And there is like a whole series of thinking about that, right? And then inside of a trust. So here's the required pieces to do it properly. You have to be incorporated. You have to. And then that company is who is going to employ you and your children and potentially parts of your family. Ideally, though, each family has its own company and its own spending. And then if you want a family umbrella company, you can have that. But you have to have a company, right? And at 18 years old, you can all get a company. And that company has to be held in trust. And uh, Scott's not uh, able to be with us, I don't believe, tonight. Uh, but we have a company, Generational Wealth. Um, I think, uh, Andrew or Steve, you probably Scott have. Is on. Oh, Scott is on. Okay, yeah. awesome. 
Well, then he can put his calendar link in there and uh, or one of you could do that for him and uh, set up to talk to him about getting an entity, getting your trust done. So you'd start, Veronica, with what's called a family trust, which is really just kind of you, your son, your immediate family, and your companies are held in trust, your home's held in trust. So there's a process to the trust that most people don't thoroughly get done. It's called funding your trust, which means everything you own goes to the trust. Because if it doesn't, you will be a, I'm going to call a victim like Justin Bennett. And Justin's been a huge part of our community. But he came to us because he didn't understand the entity paperwork, the trust paperwork. And when his partner died, he lost everything to the state of Missouri and Kansas to probate. So that's why Scott and I have done an amazing recording called Don't Let the State, that Don't Let Your Estate Go to the State. Because I don't care if all of you out there are only worth, say, 100 grand, 40 to 50,000 of that is going to end up going to whatever state you live in. And if you're in California, New York, I know, Scott, whichever state you want to add to it, but New York, California, I know, like Philadelphia is for like Pennsylvania is horrible for trust. Um, and I can't hear you, Scott, if you want to add. Some yeah, stuff. so absolutely. New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, uh, California. I mean, the probate is atrocious. So, yeah, absolutely need to have yes. everything tied into not. And see, that's the thing is a lot of people say a living trust. Well, it's really more of a comprehensive estate plan, yeah. which includes multiple different things, not just your last will and testament or your living trust. I mean, there's five or six primary components to a trust in order to avoid the probate process. So, yeah. Yep. And then once you start growing your wealth more, you're probably going to add, you know, irrevocable trusts, right? So the irrevocable trusts cannot be touched. Once you set them up, like I set one for my uh, son, Logan, and my daughter, Tristan, and then together they have another one. Um, and so everything will go on to them. But inside those trusts, and this is where the generational wealth really, the, the planning, like Scott said, the estate planning comes into play, is uh, you have to decide, like, let's just say your kid goes rogue, right? And they're starting to spend their money in a very irresponsible way. They're doing behaviors that you are not agreeing with. They're not becoming financial business savvy. You can actually, through the trust documents, and that's what Scott and our company, Generational Wealth, actually will do for you, is help you set these up, ask those questions, because you can actually block them. Like, um, you know, as a single mom with interesting, uh, you know, biology from my two, you know, kids, if they're known to have passed on any of their money, because some of some of the behaviors of those men, they will be blocked immediately from the estate. Now, their financial executors can actually unblock them once they shape up and start behaving. So a lot of you always say, and I hear this all the time, but how do you manage your kids and the grandkids and the great grandkids and those generations from the grave? you manage through trust. So Scott, since you're here, welcome. I'm glad you're here tonight. Um, and what you will notice in a lot of my questions is I will bring on some of our experts to help supplement. I mean, I'll give you the answers and then you're going to meet with the experts to get things done. What else would you kind of add to that? I would say if, if, if you're just making a checklist, just answer very succinctly. You need an entity, minimum. You need a trust. And I'm going to say if you want to load it up, you get some darn good life insurance. And we have a couple of different uh, expert partners that would get life insurance. Because I literally had families do the entity and the trust. They're making money. They're making hundreds of thousands, but not millions, but they can qualify for a million, $2 million, $3 million life insurance policy. So yeah, when you die, you load it up. And then, I mean, honestly, a lot of the, the originating families that you know have acquired enormous wealth in the world, somebody had to die. 
and they were loaded up with an amazing amount of life insurance that then went to those trusts and then very behaviorally through the trusts, uh, those were managed. I mean, there's other trusts that are more sophisticated called non-depletion trusts, which means they can never take money from the trust. You can borrow the money. You can apply for a business loan. I mean, Scott and I could probably talk for hours, but I just wanted to give you some of like the minimums in my mind is an entity, a trust and an insurance policy. And with that done properly, you can start loading up your kids, you know, with the right terms of how you want to have, handle that generational wealth um, specifically. And then, you know, if you want to handle that with your, you know, family, like your, you know, your siblings, I mean, you get to define all of that in these trust documents. So Scott, I'll just kind of be a, wrap that up if there's anything else you want to add to that. No, I think you hit that right on the head. I mean, with life insurance, that's what's ultimately going to create the generational wealth. But I mean, again, the beautiful thing about the life insurance plus the entity and the trust is you have the ability to borrow against it, right? To fund other deals that you want to get into and still have that, that cash value at the end. So I'll just wrap it with that. But yeah, you hit everything 100% right on the head. So does that help, Veronica? I know it's a whole, whole bunch. Um, invite any of you who need those three things. Uh, the first two things would be handled by Scott, the entity and the trust. And uh, uh, Molly is out behind the scenes while also coordinating this event. So uh, Molly, if you want to put our phone number, 775-588-9200, she will refer you out to our insurance experts so we can help you get those three things set up. Does that help, Veronica? Any other questions or supplemental questions to that? Uh, thank you very much. That was super helpful. The only other thing I was kind of wondering about as you were speaking about um, avoiding probate and setting up the insurances, um, as an entrepreneur, we also have to account for like private health insurance. Yep. What are your thoughts regarding private health insurances that can be linked to HSAs? For um, I, we love that. I do think, I mean, that's a little bit later stage. I'll give you the first stage that most people miss is your entity, just and this is just for the basic healthcare in the beginning, right? When you're not up to that seven figure mark, um, I would get an entity and have that entity give you a very, very small employment. Um, as we work with you, we can tell you how much that employment should be. And Veronica, I'm gonna have you follow up uh, um, on a, also a private call with Laura. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm all over recordings make that I'm a single mom, two kids that make $48,000. And that is my payroll. So then when you go apply for healthcare and a health plan, especially in the United States, then you, you don't say what your company's making, if it's making six or even seven, I mean, like why does that's not the question. The question is what's your income. So then you just disclose your small little paycheck. And then that small paycheck allows you and affords you very, very good health insurance. There's a whole process. And then later stages, absolutely get an HSA and fund that as much as you can because it's a company write-off and you can pretty much privately and self, uh, self-insure, self which is what a lot of families do. That doesn't mean, I think there's a huge mistake. I think a lot of people think when they hear self-insure that they're not doing that primary initial care <clears throat> from like, you know, one of the, the bigger Annette Blue Cross, they're still doing that too. This is just supplemental for long-term and other kinds of healthcare. So absolutely, we uh, we'll support all of those. Really important. But I think where people, I don't think, I see it all the time where people uh, mess up on the payment of healthcare is they don't employ themselves. They just share their total distribution of their LLC or their C-Corp or their S-Corp. They didn't ask for your company distributions. They asked for your in income and your income is your paycheck. 
So that is a really low number, really low number. Okay. And we Thank have, you. yeah, Lisa. So we have those amazing, amazing. It's really important though. That, that piece though of employment is where most people miss. So great question. Glad you're here. Stay in the chat and we're going to keep moving on. Let's go to Debbie McKinney. Um, Debbie, you've been very active in our community. You have a great question. So uh, if you want to swap uh, out those folks, um, Scott, let's go to Debbie McKinney next. And as we transition this, uh, so for example, Veronica, uh, we will make sure Scott has your information. We will make sure our insurance folks have your information and you'll be following up with Laura, right? So uh, we will always have actions from these calls. So we make sure that you actually don't have you know, just ask the question, they're still hanging out there. We want to make sure that you actually get what you need and get those things handled. Otherwise, it's just an interesting conversation. We want to get conversations to the right action. So uh, just put Scott's uh, Calendly link in the chat so you can use that to schedule with Scott if you need to uh, speak with him. Yeah, I was going to say, Andrew, I just sent that over, but I did put that in there. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> And uh, uh, Laura, if you want, you can just go kind of behind the scenes on DM um, and we will as well. So Molly, if you would like to make sure Laura gets, uh, uh, Veronica gets Laura's direct cell phone number, then we go straight to it. We're just gonna get right to it. Make sure you get taken care of right away. So thank you. Hi, Debbie, great question. Um, and it's a really, really uh, juicy one given the environment that's going on right now. So what's your question, young lady? And tell us where you're calling in from. You're on mute, sweetie. Here we go again. So I'm Debbie McKinney, Debbie with the Y, calling in from Niceville, Florida. And my question is that when, what due diligence needs to be done when, before investing in cryptocurrency? And I don't mean just like go and invest in like um, Bitcoin or something mm -hmm. like that. Because there's, you know, we see some friends making some very good money, but we know that there's a lot to it. So what do I need to know to make a good decision? Uh, well, great question. And right now on the heels of, uh, if you guys haven't seen Voyager just went down, hundreds of millions of dollars are locked and blocked and gone. Um, and so I want to speak to that a little bit. Luna went down uh, a while ago. There's some amazing uh, documentaries. <laughs> of you know, young Gen Zs, millennials coming out, locking the blockchain and because of web 3.0 or the dark web or however those blockchains went on. And again, you know, they're gone. And, uh, and most of them are international companies. So there's no um, litigation that's going to probably ever surrender that money back. It'll be interesting to watch those. So I would just say, watch those cases. But I would go back to what Kelly Korshik always says, who actually runs iFlip, and, and actually start with that. Those of you that want to be the most passive, uh, if you don't know Kelly and his background, he designs the most extraordinary algorithms. It's all software driven, so there's no financial advice. Uh, but you can actually do smart folios in a variety of cryptocurrencies that he has already vetted and done all of that work. And yes, there's a there's an internal uh, broker that holds the wallets. Um, but it, for some of you who are just kind of baby stepping in, using that software is probably some of your safest. To your point, though, Debbie, I would not leave the big, you know, the big 
cur currencies behind, like the Bitcoins and the Ethereums, um, even in Helium, like Helium is becoming a data source. So there's some just what I call stock and block that have been around a long time. So obviously the duration, but here's some specifics for all of you. Um, and, you know, Alex Stern and I've talked about this a lot. A lot of the folks that we do some uh, cryptocurrencies and, and move kind of outside of what I call the stock and block, you know, coins and tokens is are there real people behind them that you can actually talk to, um, pick up the phone, they're real humans. There's not just this fake board of elusive people that are out there. Do they have LinkedIn profiles? Can you do a background check on them? Like, are they real humans? And I think that is, is for, for, me, for me, it's rule number one. If you're not a real human and I can't invest with you because there's somebody trading that, you know, and actually building up that project behind the scene, it is not just a bunch of AI and bots. So I would say real humans, number one. Uh, background checks and real companies. Like, is there a real company? Is there a real entity that's been formed? Um, you know, Scott can double check that in, you know, a lot of the countries around the world. Are there countries that are friendly to doing business with the United States if you're US or Canadian? And if they're not, and you can't move money back and forth, like in the African countries, I have been there. I've owned banks over there. I've had com companies over there. It's very difficult to transact back and forth. Um, especially with the U.S., easier to Canada. So a lot of our South Africans who've had a heck of a time have actually, we've helped them. I mean, we relocate to Canada. So I say real people, real countries, real projects. Uh, they have a real business plan. I mean, there's nothing outside of, I'd say, a lot of the due diligence that I've taught for now two decades that is different about cryptocurrency, other, other than the fact that it's more challenging to go find the information. So if it's that challenging and it's that secretive, and there's just, there's so many scams right now. And I see it over and over and over. There's people who float them around, even our, you know, big table community, some different scams get floated around. If it feels, if it feels, smells and breathes like a Ponzi scheme, it probably is. Um, I think the urgency of people just because, oh my gosh, it's a deal and I have to get in, really? There's always deals. So I, I see very, very cautious about that, as well as the opinion mill. I think there's too many opinion mills where, you know, you're just asking or you're listening to people on whether it's YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. Uh, again, I go back to the stock and block. You know, are there, are there real people? Are there real companies? Is there a real business plan? Is it a real project? And if you can, you do a background check and do they have real profiles? I mean, real people. So, I mean, those are really, I mean, I'd say it's kind of basic, uh, but that's harder to find than you think. Andrew or Scott, is there anything you want to add into that? Because that's, that's, a, that's a tough one. But I think so many of these projects, it's just like, oh, just get a MetaMask account and, you know, it'll be this thing. And then this other thing will happen. And it's very gamified. And so, yeah, like, like what's ahead. the reason behind the cryptocurrency? Like, you're creating a currency. What for? What What does it do technologically that is um, better, safer, sexier than all the ones that have been done in the past? Right. That's where the due diligence comes in. Anybody can create a cryptocurrency in like 20 minutes. <clears throat> it's not hard. No. But getting well, I mean, yeah, and we learned how to create, you know, uh, an NFT. The difference between our NFT is the smart contracts. So we have a utility behind it. So it's very mm -hmm. clear what you're going to get for $100 courageous. Um, and those of you who haven't done that, I mean, you're still the courageous for $100. It's a great little step in. Um, Andrew actually created some very easy, simple videos. How do you get, you know, the, the accounts that you need set up so you can get your first wallet? <laughs> this 
get started in that, at least the NFT side of it. The NFTs, in my opinion, are going to be longer standing, especially those that are going to utility contracts. I mean, there's already real estate companies that are using uh, the NFTs and smart contracts as real estate closing contracts. Uh, I know gas and oil, mineral rights, water rights, a lot of it's going to be moving that direction. I'd say more than just some you know, coin or token that can be opened overnight. I think those smart contracts and the utility contract will be a way that a lot of people are going to do business. I mean, Steve, if you want to add in, I mean, Steve, was, you didn't get off. I was actually invited to go to a, a medical uh, crypto blockchain um, panel that I was on. And it was so interesting hearing these doctors do all their research uh, and actually how they're getting a lot of their funding is through the smart contracts of NFTs and through the blockchain. So I think there's a, there's, there's a lot to say that's going to be good about it. And I think you really, Debbie, the question, you know, from, from your, so given that there's that much, right, that is going to be real and stock and block, I call it, just the, the, the normal transactions will move that way. That's going to be the healthy side of it. Are there going to be all sorts of people putting out all sorts of different coins? Yes. And uh, just recently listening to some really high level uh, podcasts of some guys I really respect in this space, they think it's going to whittle down to, you know, several dozen coins and tokens that really become the currency. And the rest are just going to be interesting projects that'll probably end up falling away. Or if they get enough traction, you know, they'll, they'll keep gamifying and, and playing that. Uh, anything else, Andrew, Steve, Scott, you guys want to add? So whose podcast do you listen to that you really respect? I can text those to you. Okay. I can text them to you. The okay. one, the, the one I'll, I'll, I'll say very publicly and live is I love Jim Blasco's stuff. Um, he's always, he's had the Amazon Bitcoin uh, radio show for ever. Um, so anybody around him who he recommends. So I kind of started with there and then you kind of move out and you'll start seeing who's really got kind of a normal conversation and those who have a little bit kind of sway a little too far out, you know, to a, uh, a conversation that's interesting. Right. Well, this started with a family member who got in trouble because he didn't understand the rules. And so he was reaching out and they're like, who knows about crypto or the blockchain? I'm like, I know a little bit. So yeah. I know more than anybody else, but still have a lot to learn. And well, I think everybody does. I think everybody does. But what's, you know, been devastating is watching a company as big as Voyager just evaporate overnight. I don't know if anybody's got any updates on that, but that's uh, that's an interesting one, in, 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 including Luna. I mean, Luna was very big in that medical community where I talked and a lot of people put a lot of money in and it was just gone overnight. So again, you know, who's in control of, was it ever really a blockchain? It was just some, you know, interesting website that just showed because we've seen it now. I mean, we've we've had to build it. Andrew's had to build it. Ben's has been behind us. I mean, our team has been on that side of putting up those NFTs and what it takes. And it could be done in a very simple where we could just take it all away. Like literally we could. And uh, it's interesting. It's interesting to watch what's secured and what's not secured. Anything you guys want to add about that? I think it's really important. So I think, I think it's not only a good question. It's a continuing conversation that we will continue to dig uh, deeper and deeper into. Right. Okay. Thank you, Laurel. Thank you, Debbie. So this is Laurel and you've been listening to my podcast. If you've enjoyed this, I have a couple things you can do that are completely up to you. Number one, take my quiz. Go to integratedwellsystems.com and take the quiz. You will find that there's one of four personalities, financial personalities, we call them, that you're going to fall into. So as you take the quiz, it'll actually go through and identify, are you 
you know, uh, in stagnant cash flow, right? Are you overpaying taxes? Do you have debt issues? You know, are you a lifestyle junkie? Where are you? And then from there, it goes to a video that actually gives you some solutions on how to correct that problem. So again, go to integratedwealthsystems.com, take my quiz, and we'll go from there. Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmeyer, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off-Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week.